0: You're listening to another AmbitiousEntrepreneurNetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. In today's career landscape, the job security that many of our older generations enjoyed is unfortunately no longer a reality. In fact, according to Brazen Careerist, job security is dead, which is why our guest today, Karen Southall-Watts, believes it's important to take on board an approach of entrepreneurial thinking to all aspects of your career. Karen's a trainer, a coach and professional encourager for entrepreneurs and managers, as well as an author of various business books. And today, she shares the importance and benefit of entrepreneurial thinking in all aspects of our careers, how to jumpstart and get past a stalled moment in our business, and much more. So, let's welcome Karen to the show. So, welcome to the show, Karen. Hi. We've been following each other for quite some time and I reached out to you because you've been doing some amazing things in your business and an author. So, I invited you to come on the show to share a little bit about that journey as well as some of the, the tips and strategies that I'm sure that you've shared in your
1: books as well. So, tell me, why did you start writing business ebooks? Well, I started with the ebook format because, like lots of entrepreneurs, I always wanted to write a book. Everybody told me to write a book, and I could never pull it together and get it done. Mm. And so, the ebook format allowed me to quickly get something written, get it out there to the public, start getting feedback, and sort of get that author label that I was so desirous of without having to go through all the publishing brouhaha Mm. and it also gives me a format that people can get to quickly and easily and very inexpensively so that they can get the content right away versus having to go out and find a hard copy of a book.
0: And I think one of the things that's so important for our listeners to recognize is that you made a decision, I want to be a published author, and you went out and did it, and so congratulations on that. And I know the 1st ebook or the first book often tends to be people, you know, that drags them out
1: of their, their comfort zone and
0: into it. So, what was the first book that you wrote?
1: The 1st ebook that I did is called Go Coach Yourself. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it because I got so many people who contacted me who wanted to hire me as a business coach, but had some of those typical objections or obstacles, most likely I can't afford to do it now. And Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, well, what can I offer these people who really want something, but feel like they just can't afford to have a coach in their lives? And Mm -hmm. so the ebook came out of that. And then once that happened the other books sort of were born out of that. Yeah, and so the books then, are they a series? Is that sort of one directs to another? They turned into a series Hmm. they they were not inspired as a series, I didn't plan to write a series, but what happened is after the first one came out, I realized I get lots and lots of calls, and lots and lots of questions after I do speaking engagements about the same topics, Mm -hmm. and some of these topics are the kind of things that people need to sort of jumpstart themselves to the next step of whatever they're doing, and I thought, okay, if I could just get step one, those beginner, get your put in the water things into an ebook then people could do that from the comfort of their own home their electronic reader their pc and then they'd be ready for the next step and possibly ready to do the investment in coaching or Mm. classes or something else yeah and i
0: think it's important because as an entrepreneur particularly a, a startup business there are so many unanswered questions i mean which you know where should we market our business how do we know who our ideal client is all those sorts of questions and i think If people are are sort of aimlessly wandering about in their business, they can really find that they get nowhere fast, if that's such a term, isn't it? They struggle. What are some of the typical struggles that you see small business owners faced with?
1: Well, I think the biggest struggle is getting the plan in place. Mm -hmm. Because for many, many years, at least in the United States, we kept telling people they had to do this long, involved business plan, go out and get a giant loan, and then they were ready to be an entrepreneur. And that's not always the case. We have a lot of solopreneurs and micro-businesses. They do need to go through the planning process, but they don't have to generate that giant three-ring binder contract. (laughs) and carry it around everywhere to become an entrepreneur. So the Business Plan Basics book, which is one of the next ones I did after the coaching book, takes people through a series of questions where they ask themselves those very things that you mentioned. Who is my ideal customer? What does my market look like? How can I tell if this is a viable idea? And it guides them through the planning process by letting them ask and answer their own questions so they end up with a plan that may not be something that's ready to go to a lender as the first step, but the first step is guiding them to start the process, guiding them to declare themselves an entrepreneur, and then later if they need to build that into a document to go out to a venture capitalist or an angel investor, they can do that, but those first questions about Where am I going with this business idea? Those have to be answered first before you go out and start looking for someone to give you money.
0: Yeah. And I can imagine from a a startup point of view or someone who really is passionate and wants to create their own business to think that they need to put one of those three ring binder (laughs) documents together. I mean, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, I could feel my energy draining. And how many people do you know do struggle to put one of those things together but never really look at it any further or they're not putting the right pieces of information in there. So, I think those are some great points you share. So, you talked about your first book, Go Coach Yourself. Um, So, what do you think then about, for those people who have maybe not yet stepped into the possibility of, of hiring a business coach, do you then think that perhaps entrepreneurs shouldn't
1: hire business coaches? Well, actually, I do think entrepreneurs can benefit tremendously from hiring a business coach. But as you know, because you do coaching, mm-hmm. people have to be coachable mm-hmm. for the experience to really work for them. And part of being coachable is being ready. And part of being ready is being aware of where your problems are or at least having a vague idea of what you want to work on and being willing to invest in coaching, the time and the money and the effort. Mm -hmm. And so the Go Coach Yourself eBook lets people work through some of these issues on their own first, figure out what is between them and being coachable And it does have exercises in it that people can do on their own without a coach, but then they can take those results with them and they could go find a coach and expand on that Mm -hmm. and grow that and gain even more by bringing a professional coach into the equation at that point. So it's not that I don't think they should hire coaches. It's just that sometimes we're just not ready to make that commitment. And this ebook helps you examine, okay, why are you not ready for that commitment?
0: Yeah. And I think there's a couple of things in there that you mentioned as to the exercises and working through. And, you know, sometimes I've spoken to a number of people, and some of these are my colleagues, and it's like, well, Hi, I know. It's just I don't want to get extra work, you know, have all that extra work that I need to do. But from what you're saying, too, I mean, there's sometimes very important pieces of information that you need to identify, and you have to be ready and willing to take the action steps. I mean, you can be gathering all this information, but if you're not implementing, if you're not taking action and doing, you know, those tasks and and activities, then you may not yet be ready to get into a, a formal coaching relationship. So, very, very important. Now, you describe yourself as a professional encourager and I love that term, you know, the word encourage, it's to me is a very inspiring and a very nurturing word. Now you're a professional encourager for entrepreneurs, so why are you so strongly committed to entrepreneurship?
1: Well, first I have to confess that I came up with the professional encourager terminology after reading several of your articles on branding. I don't want it to sound like this is a mutual admiration society (laughs) or anything, but I realized after reading several pieces that you put online that I was not conveying with my typical, I am a coach kind of tagline, Hmm. exactly how deeply I felt about the work that I do. So I have to give you credit for giving me the idea to go out and find some terms that were better. I have always felt very strongly about entrepreneurship. I started doing teaching and training and coaching back in 1999, but in the last year or so, I've really tapped into the true deep connection I have with entrepreneurship, and part of that came out in a blog that I wrote, a guest blog I wrote for someone Called Every Woman Needs a Romance with Entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. and I wrote this blog about understanding how entrepreneurship, even if you don't start a business, gives you those skills, gives you that mindset to stand on your own two feet and not wait for an employer, a spouse, winning the lottery or some other external thing to come along and rescue you from your financial reality and from your career realities. Mm -hmm. And so I really feel that by encouraging people to think entrepreneurially, even if they never open a business... I still am encouraging them to have a mindset that's going to allow them to differentiate themselves from other people in the job market, that's going to allow them to be fast and flexible and responsive to what's going on in the world around them. And I think this is the big gift that entrepreneurship gives to people is this new way of seeing everything that happens to you and allows us to come out on top in situations where a generation ago we might have waited for someone to come along and fix it for us, you know, be that a boss or a spouse or a parent or someone else to just swoop in and magically make it better. If you think like an entrepreneur, you start looking for those solutions so you can make your life better better. No matter what facet you're looking at.
0: Yeah, I love the way that you describe that because it's so so very important. Because how many people are sitting there thinking, "Oh, there's no way I can run a business. I'm not an entrepreneur." But as you're now encouraging people, look, there are certain things that you can do to certainly, yeah, look at different ways and to have that entrepreneurial mindset. And one thing that you shared, and I'd like to share with our listeners, in the um, statistics, is there's a boom in boomer businesses and the self-employment rate for adults 55 and older is 16.4%. I mean, how many times do you hear about situations where people are unfortunately finding themselves needing to make different decisions in their career path? However, at that, you know, the older age, the boomer age, to then step into their own business is an incredible, you know, incredible opportunity. However, not many people may see themselves as starting or running their own business. So, I think what you've just said is so very important. Do you find that people transitioning, particularly at that boomer age,
1: don't necessarily or didn't necessarily see themselves as an entrepreneur? I find that lots of the baby boom generation did not view themselves or picture themselves as becoming entrepreneurs. This is the generation for whom a college education or loyalty to an employer was supposed to guarantee lifelong employment and a decent retirement. Mm -hmm. And that didn't turn out to be reality. And so a lot of boomers are surprised to find themselves in the position of entrepreneurs, but they seem to be, at least the ones I've worked with and the ones I've met, pleasantly surprised because all of the sudden they realize they have some real control Over the direction of their life, over the type of lifestyle they're going to have, you know, boomers like to think that they are different from every generation who's ever come before and every generation (laughs) that will ever come after, you know, they are not your regular grandmas and grandpas, and they love the idea that they are turning the image of a retired person on its head. They love the idea that they are doing something that no other generation up to now has done at this age, and they're mm-hmm. really, really excited about it. And I think that's one of the great benefits of the Boomer Entrepreneur Boom.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know, I know that you speak a lot about technologies and leveraging technologies in our business, which enables you know entrepreneurs now to expand to a global to a global you know marketplace, which is just you know incredible. And I was speaking to someone today; just did a couple of interviews, but here in Australia, it's incredible because. because. Because when we think of entrepreneurship and small businesses, it's small business here in Australia that is the powerhouse of the economy here with almost 50% of the nation's employment opportunities being provided because of small business and entrepreneurs, which is just incredible. I don't know really whether is. yeah is, right. the, is is that sort of similar in the U.S. as well that a lot of that it's the small businesses and solopreneurs and you know and entrepreneurs that are providing opportunities for themselves but also for for other people.
1: It is true. Small business is one of the main drivers of the economy in the United States. I think what we miss sometimes is that. Our data does not always capture micro-businesses and Mm -hmm. solopreneurs as accurately as I wish that it did. Yes. We have a lot of people doing side businesses and a lot of people doing web businesses in particular that don't always get captured in those statistics. And I think it's probably even more of a driver than we already know. Yeah,
0: And you know what I find is really exciting, and I'm not sure whether this is, is similar in the US, that women are starting up smaller business at the rate of two to one in comparison to men. I mean, just how inspiring is that?
1: I love it. And that's one of the reasons I wrote that particular blog piece. And it's one of the reasons that when I talk to groups, I do take a moment out to point out to women that entrepreneurship can be the pathway for independence for Mm. you. I mean, being an entrepreneur can be the thing that keeps you From losing sleep at night about what if, you know, what if I get divorced? What if I end up widowed? What if my spouse loses their job? Mm. Having that entrepreneurial ability that you can pull out of your hat is a fantastic thing for women. Women are starting lots and lots of businesses in the States. And they have a lot of success, especially when they tap into some of their skills where they happen to have some natural talent. Communication skills, the ability to network, the ability to multitask, ask, there's a lot of evidence that says that women really shine in those areas and that can be helpful at the startup phase.
0: Yeah, so very important and I think it's such a great reminder for everyone listening, but particularly women, because I know as women we can often downplay our skills and and our what I call gifts and talents, whereas as you've just described, these can often be the key factors that can make us so successful in our business. Because let's face it, relationships, business is all about relationships, networking is all about relationships and all of those things that you mentioned are fantastic and as an entrepreneur particularly in a, in a solo business we often find that there's many different hats we have to wear as women who are often also looking after family and children and juggling a myriad of different things I mean hey we've sort of trained ourselves in a lot of those areas so step in quite comfortably to be able to juggle all the things that were
1: required in business as well is that what you have found as well? I do. I find that women entrepreneurs very, very quickly adapt to multitasking and multi-roles. And we know that that's pretty much the standard for the startup phase because funds are limited, time is limited, and everybody's trying to get to the marketplace quickly. And so women can really have an advantage there because they're so comfortable with multitasking and Mm. they are so relaxed about the fact that they can have two roles that don't necessarily have anything to do with one another and still be successful in both of them. Mm -hmm. The only caution I have is that once things start going well, women need to learn to delegate. Yes, (laughs) And and so that can be the big challenge is once you get past that startup phase and the money's coming in and Mm. things settle down a little bit, then you need to start delegating, putting together that team, hiring those experts so that you're not always wearing all that absolutely Forever.
0: so very important you know uh, many years ago i decided that if i was doing something i developed it into a system and if i found myself sort of thinking oh i have to do that again i thought right that is an indication that i need to outsource it and i tell you what by taking that step and sure it was a little bit scary at first but by taking that step and getting team behind it it was so empowering you know one of the things that i outsourced many many sort of years ago was the setting up of the newsletter and broadcasting it. I mean, that was just so uplifting to know I didn't have to do all of that. I could just write it, send it off to my VA and she would take care of everything else. Was, it made an incredible impact on my energy, but also allowing me then to work on other things that really required my expertise. So that's such a, a great insight you're sharing there, Karen. Now, tell me, are you planning to write any more books in this series, any more eBooks in this series?
1: Well, actually, I am. I had not planned for it to be a series, but once it turned into a series, it kind of developed a life of its own. The next ebook will probably be something about the communication skills that I'm constantly being asked to train on in the corporate environment. Mm -hmm. There are a few topics that I get requests for over and over and over again, primarily things like communication skills for entry-level managers, people who are first moving into management. I'm also probably going to do another book. It will not be part of the series. It will be a set of exercises for people who do business training. And the mm. reason it won't be an ebook in the sense of these other books is that the electronic format doesn't really like certain types of graphics. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I find that trainers really like to have those Visual image, um, the images and copy so forth. It yes, right away. And I want it to be something that people could take right away and print it out and go do their training. So that one will probably be in a slightly different format.
0: Hmm. Goodness, you are just such an inspiration. <laughs> and uh, and so just to give everybody or our listeners an indication, when did you first start writing these e-books?
1: I started writing them officially this past summer. So just a few months ago. Hmm. But the content, as you know, when you create content, it's always swirling around yes, everywhere on yeah. the computers, in <laughs> file folders, taped to the wall with sticky notes. So the content has been around for a while, but the official start of this series of ebooks was this summer. Right before my birthday, somebody said, Okay, get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> and, so- and
0: I thought that it wasn't that long ago. And I just wanted you to share that because, I mean, just incredible from making that decision. Obviously, someone that was close to you and gave you that inspiration and that momentum. But look how you've, you know, started off with one, now created a series and really showcasing your expertise and getting out there and, and really helping those startups because with such important information. So, for listeners today, I'm sure you've tweaked their interest and they want to know a little bit more about how they can look at the other titles of the series as well but also connect with you, what's the best way that they can do that?
1: Well, I have a website. My main website is just my name, www.karensouthallwotts.com. Mm-hmm. And there are links there to all of the books. The books are on Amazon.com. You can find them by searching my name. And they're also on Smashwords.com, which allows people to read them. If they don't have a Kindle reader, you can read them on a PC or through a word processing program or something like that. Or an iReader, the thing, all of the various iReaders and phones and things like that.
0: Mm-hmm. My
1: Twitter name is Ask Karen, and I tweet regularly about the books. So far, there are four in the series. Go Coach Yourself, which is the first one. Business Plan Basics, the one I mentioned that allows people to create a simple functional business plan. Then I have one called Teaching the Big E, which is designed primarily for coaches and teachers and educators to get them to think more entrepreneurially and less like academics. So if you want to teach other people about entrepreneurship, some things you should think about. And then the last one in the series so far is called When You Guide and it's an ebook specifically written for people who want to start a coaching or consulting practice and it has all those little things in it that you wish you knew when you first started like how everybody's going to ask you for free coaching sessions and how you should handle that and how to decide what is your ideal client and who are the people that maybe you should direct to some of your colleagues, that kind of thing.
0: Great, incredible. Well, look, thank you so much Karen for coming on the show and and sharing that wisdom and for people that are listening today I really encourage you to pop across to Karen's website if you are listening via our iTunes channel I do encourage you also to come across to our show blurb and you'll see all of the links there for Karen and how you can connect with her but also while you're there share with us you know what was your aha moment you know are you thinking of starting up a business have you been struggling or maybe you have been in startup for a while but you recognise now that you are running around trying to do too many things. You need to hire a support team or you need to implement some of the things that Karen has shared in today's show. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. You might even have a question and I'm sure if you do, Karen will certainly be able to answer that for you. You can also like our page and our show. You can also share it with your community. And uh, for those of you who are on Twitter and are busy tweeting Karen at Ask Karen, why not include our Twitter handle in the tweet as well? is at The Ambitious Pod, at The Ambitious Pod. And if you're not yet part of our Facebook community, all you need to do is go to facebook.com forward slash The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. And uh, Karen will be there too as well if you want to connect with her there. Once again, thanks for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom, Karen. Thank you so much.
1: This was really fun.
0: This is Anne-Marie. As a business coach and marketing mentor for Ambitious Entrepreneurs, one of the things that I like to do regularly on the show is to share an inspirational tip. And today's inspirational tip fits in really well with what Karen had to say about entrepreneurial thinking and really taking that approach to our business and to our careers if we happen to come and cross a block or a barrier or something that's just not working well. And it goes like this. Remember, there is no such thing as failure. There is only feedback. Remember, there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. And I love that saying. When I heard that, it was really liberating because I could look at something that had occurred rather than beating myself up about it and saying, oh, rather than looking at something that didn't quite have the outcome that I wanted as, well, that just proves again that this has failed. It's no good. What I did was just you know, not helpful. So rather than looking at it like that and beating myself up, I would take a step back and say, all right, well, it didn't quite have the outcome that I wanted. How can I look at it in a way that I can use it as a growing moment, a learning opportunity? And what would I do differently when presented with the same opportunity again so that I could get a result that I wanted? And you know what? When I started to do that, it was incredible. The differences that it made me, both emotionally and energetically, and the impact that it had on my business was just phenomenal so I encourage you to remember that put it up on your wall so that you are reminded of that daily there is no such thing as failure only feedback so the next time something happens that you didn't quite expect or the outcome that you received didn't quite reach the target or the level that you wanted you didn't fail it's just feedback that next time you're working on this project or working on this activity what can you change so that The outcome that you get is one that you really want. So that you can continue to drive your business forward. Now, if you haven't had the opportunity to sign up for my free seven-step audio series to help you get noticed, booked, and pay what you're worth, then all you need to do is go and grab a copy at bit.ly bit.ly forward slash charge your worth. That's bit.ly forward slash charge your worth. This is Anne Reed. Until our next show, stay inspired. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs, both nationally and internationally? I invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing beasponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com. That's be a sponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com, and we'll send you out further details.